Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another RFC minicast. This week, Diecast and I talk to one of the fine folks behind the current Transformers mobile game, Transformers Earth Wars. We dive into the making of the game, the creative process, uh, a taste of things to come, perhaps, maybe, talking events and what to expect and when to expect from the... uh, the awesome mobile game that you can download for free on Android or iOS, your phone, your tablet, etc. So without further ado, let's get to the show. All right, so yeah, I'm Kieran Ramdwell. I work as the uh, social media manager at Space Ape Games, and I kind of work with the community in some different ways, trying to engage with you and kind of keep everyone happy. I think everybody's happy uh, with the game so far, right? So your job's not too hard at this point, would you say? Oh, I don't know. There's there's some happy people, and there's we we try our hardest, but there's some unhappy people now and then. You know, I gotta I gotta see what I can do sometimes to to keep the faith with some some people out there. Yeah, I I understand. It's probably the nature of nature of the internet. And uh, yeah, diecast. Uh, you and I have put some time into the game. I'm hoping, guessing, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'm quite enjoying the game actually, uh, and uh, you know, I think first thing to start off with, um, if anyone isn't uh, familiar with uh, Transformers Earth Wars, it's it's right now it's the I would say the mobile game of choice uh, for sure for Transformers fans. Um, you know, Garrett, I would want to get your thoughts uh, just kind of generally speaking. Transformers is a is a property that has been used in most video game genres at this point really uh, many many genres and now with uh, with mobile gaming becoming such a such a avenue for for games and you working on the social side of things uh, i mean how would you say transformers earth wars has been received given that uh, transformers has had a pretty long history in video games and in different genres of video games how do you how do you feel it's been it's been received this summer uh, I think it's gone down really well, uh, and that's one of the things I'm super happy with, that the Transformers fans have especially been enjoying some of the love and care that we've put into the game and like the art design and kind of bringing the G1 series. Even though we're not a G1 game, it's kind of a throwback to more of that kind of 80s style rather than the kind of Bayformers, uh, Transformers side of things. Um, and I mean, I was at um, TF Nations with a bunch of the other team, uh, which is a big Transformers conference in Birmingham in England. And most of the feedback we're getting from people there were like, we love the game because it feels like a mobile Transformers kind of G1 style game. Um, and you're not you're not trying to kind of like hit this kind of new Bayformers audience. You, you've, you've kind of got that uh, nostalgic element down uh, to the game. And... Uh, when we're making it, that was something that was really important to us. Like uh, the people working on the team, so like Chris White was one of the dudes. Uh, he's our product, our lead product uh, guy, and he was at like TF. Uh, it wasn't called TF Nations, and I can't remember it. There's like an old picture that someone tweeted me from like the '90s when he was like 18 years old, going to like Transformers conferences and stuff like that, and like. Um, I think when we're talking about it as a team, we're looking at what we're going to do. We just thought it kind of makes sense to do that. Uh, it's what everyone's passionate about. Uh, how did uh, 
How did you guys kind of uh, mentally prepare for taking on a property with this kind of history and this weight? Uh, I, I mean, you've mentioned, and it's pretty obvious that uh, the G1 is uh, a focus or certainly like a, a core inspiration for the game design. But, um, you know, going in, you guys know that there's quite a few generations of people who are introduced to Transformers at different times in the property. So they have different... Um, mm -hmm different impressions of like what is Transformers to them. Uh, how, how did you guys kind of weigh all the options, all the possibilities of doing a Transformers game before landing on kind of, okay, we're going to, we're going to stay true to the, uh, to the generation one in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously a lot of it is kind of like market research on what works and what doesn't, what the fans like. Um, and one, I, I think kind of what I was saying before, and it's one of the major reasons behind uh, going with the G1 series is as a team, what people were interested in uh, to work on. And uh, we're, we're kind of, we're not a super old company. Um, and a lot of the people that were in the office, a lot of the art guys, uh, the product guys, everyone was really passionate about this G1 thing. And when we're toying with these ideas and looking at, okay, maybe we should go with kind of like, because, you know, things were tossed up like, oh, okay, maybe Beast Wars, can we do this? Could we do that? And it just kept coming back that the one thing that kind of felt right uh, whenever we're putting together mood boards and uh, looking at what we could work with was kind of more of a throwback to the G1 series. And again, when looking at marketing and um, the game and what, what would perform best with our target audience, G1 worked. So, Everything just kind of aligned together and kind of felt like it, it was the best choice. And it didn't take uh, that long of a time to kind of uh, nail that down. Mm -hmm. how, was, um, how was Hasbro in the process? Were they pretty open to kind of your judgment and what you guys felt was the right thing to do? Um, so it's, it's been a really good relationship. It took uh, a little while to iron out kind of like – obviously – anything like this, there's a few kinks. So like a lot of it is like initially maybe we're doing a bit of artwork and Hasbro we go, we want this small bit tweaked and this thing here needs to be tweaked. But generally it's been like super, super positive. Um, they've been happy with uh, how the game's been doing and they kind of, they're liking a lot of the uh, ideas and designs that we've got behind it. Um, I mean, one of the reasons they approached us initially is when they approached us, they didn't say, look, we want a, you guys to make a Transformers game alone, they said they were happy with Rival Kings and Samurai Siege, the other two kind of strategy um, games that we've got, which are pretty similar to Earth Wars. So they saw that and they wanted us to make a game within that genre. Um, but yeah, they've been, it's been really good working with them. And they, you know, sometimes they point us in the right direction if we're kind of going a bit off focus. And likewise, sometimes we'll say, hey, we need this in the game. And we'll kind of have to focus it in a bit more on kind of gameplay centric stuff. But no, really good. Uh, you know, given the um, given the uh, large roster uh, available to you guys, uh, <clears throat> the way you've structured Earth Wars and, and um, just in general, the property probably lends itself very well to the genre, giving you you know kind of options of world building, team building, and things like that. There's just a lot to play with there. Um, it's interesting that they came to you kind of with with the genre in mind. How do you? Um, how do you feel at this point? Uh, how has the marriage of the Transformers uh, brand and the roster of characters? How do you feel like that marriage has gone with the genre? I mean, do you, do you are you guys you know really happy with it? Um, is there anything that uh, you're looking to tweak down the road, or or do you think that this has uh, been been a really quick and positive and, and good match right off the bat? 
I think uh, things are going really well. Like you're saying, we've got a, a massive roster of bots to work with, and there's so many that people kind of still want in. There's so many fan favorites that haven't made it in quite yet. Um, and I mean, the, the amount of features that people are asking for in the game, uh, things like uh, combiners or your base being like Metroplex and all this kind of stuff, there's a ton that we're going to work with um, and that we've got kind of down the road. Um, I think if we see more things being introduced, they're not going to be kind of overhauling the game. Um, what they will be doing is kind of adding new fe- uh, new features that are going to add to the core gameplay that's already there. Um, I think, again, there's, there's a lot that I can't talk about right now, but um, there's a lot to go around events that we're only just kind of getting started on. And then there are a lot of kind of bigger features that take... Uh, a longer amount of time just because we want to make them properly that um, that are going to be coming kind of later down the line. Kieran, how do you go about selecting what characters go into Earth Wars? Is that something that Hasbro tells you or something you request from Hasbro? Who decides like who goes into the game? So it's a bit of both. Um, we kind of will say uh, we want to have X characters in the game and Hasbro uh, Hasbro generally will say yes. I can't think of a reason or a time when they've said uh, flat out, like, no. Um, and then it's uh, a lot of the reasons why bots go into the game at particular times are making sure that we've got uh, a kind of a steady trail of content to put in the game and that it works well with what we're doing. Um, so, for example, uh, the Galvatron Ultra Magnus, these guys are coming to the game... Um, uh, this this week they're going to be released. Um, so w- obviously that's going to be to coincide with the DVD release to kind of be around then to make it a, a bigger thing. So we wanted to kind of time those two together. And that's something that we talked to with Hasbro and we kind of discussed and we're like, okay, this is a good time. We've got these characters. Uh, maybe we should hold off them for a couple of weeks and we can put them out here when there's going to be more kind of traction behind them and we can kind of put some uh, cool artworks and stuff out that the fans are going to love. Um, but um, generally, it's, it's kind of more uh, up to the way the game's running, the events that are going on, um, if we're releasing a new feature that will complement the character um, and things like that. Uh, cool. Do you guys have a plan that reaches far out as far as characters or uh, do you guys have a, um, a turn time, a development time, so to speak, where um, there may not be a character currently now in the, in the plan, but given the right circumstances, it could be developed. What is the development time um, and the flexibility as far as like character creation or selection? Yeah. So um, we generally do, um, it's kind of if, if you look over the last few months, it's it's been around. If, if you're counting both sides, about four bots. So there's two two order bots, two Decepticons per month. Now some months that doesn't end up happening due to, uh, for example, like we had the issue last month um, with one of the events with the Alliance leaderboards, and we had to push back uh, Swoop and Strafe. Oh, sorry, Strafe and Scourge. I have to call them Strafe. <laughs> um, so we had to push them guys back. So uh, we do have a timeline that um, that's pretty long. We're, we're, we've got 
again, a lot of plans, like months and months and months worth. Um, so there's a lot in the pipeline. And these bots, they they take a long time to make. So obviously, we've got to go to Hasbro and say, we want to make this bot. And they go, okay, here's here's your content to work with. This is what we kind of envision them looking like. Our team then have to spec those out, send them back, get the okay. They then got to be rigged into the game. The abilities have to be made. They have to be QA'd. So it's, it's generally a long time. I'd say like a month plus for a bot is kind of a normal... Uh, for what we'd be looking at to get them from initial concept and design from when the art team start looking at them uh, and our gameplay designer Adam to into game. Excellent. Are you looking into any, like you said, people were asking for combiner wars or the next series, which is uh, the Titans return. Is there any chance to get some integration with, with those two lines? So, yeah, it's something that people have been requesting really frequently. Like they want to have uh, di- different lines that will make their way into the game. Uh, there's some some challenges with parts of this. Um, for example, like if we were going to add any characters from like the Beast Wars series into the game and things like that, um, just because of when it was released and the people involved in it and stuff like that, even though it is Hasbro owned, it can take more time to kind of like get these guys in if we're looking at them and there can be like legal issues um around it so there's no one there's no one that we really have to announce at the moment but i think yes you will be seeing more characters in the future um from different lines um how quickly that will be uh, i i don't really know but yeah there will be more characters from different lines coming that's something i always find that's interesting uh when companies are doing this uh, when I go to toy fair and stuff like that, I get to talk to a lot of toy companies. And that's one thing that NECA told us is, you know, they were trying to get licenses to do some figures. And a lot of the figures like, uh, say, what did they do? Like Terminator, stuff like that. They were already licensed out to other toy manufacturers. Well, what NECA did is they said, let's go after the video game license of the character and no one had that, and they were able to make the figures under the video game license. Uh, they just had to, you know, make it resemble the video game a little bit, whether it be the color or something else. And I think that's—I I didn't know if that was one of the other reasons that uh, the generations toys were easy to go after because you're actually you're not going after the the license; you're going after a toy license almost. Well, this you know this character represents this toy that Hasbro owns, so they can license out to you pretty easy. Yeah, it's it's it is just the case of there are certain lines where there's like uh, a bit of red tape that we got to work with, um, and it just can make it a bit harder at times. Um, but again, it, it's something that the team are aware of. Like I said, when we when we uh, launched the game, one of the biggest things that we saw is that there's so many different uh, generations of fans and each one has got their favorite line. They've got their favorite particular bot that is, you know, might be exclusive to a particular series. Um, So I think as a team, we'd be a bit stupid if we kind of were like, okay, no, we're we're just going to look at like this one line. We're just doing G1. It's going to be G1 only. And like, like I said at the start, we're not a G1 game. We're heavily inspired by G1 and it's kind of, where the team right now, what we're looking at, and kind of um, how we feel the most comfortable, I guess. 
um, and it's in line with what we've done. If we do bring up any other bots from game, we're going to have to make sure that they do fit in uh, like artistically um, and like gameplay-wise with what we're working with. Because um, otherwise, if we start introducing all these other bots from different lines, they don't work or they, they seem a bit different. Everything starts to get a bit pear-shaped in the game. It doesn't really mesh together well. Um, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, down the line somewhere, we'll start seeing different uh, lines of bots jumping in. Do you guys have a idea of uh, a lifetime to the game, or is it is it kind of indefinite? And I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you'd like it to be indefinite. Indefinite, but do you have kind of a an arc or uh, a vision for kind of how you want the game to evolve uh, over the next uh, you know uh, several months at least? Um. So about lifetime to the game, I know this is like a big thing with some of the other Transformers mobile titles that's come up. Like people have been like, oh, is it just going to be something that fades out? Um, again, kind of going back, and I don't mean to talk about the other games we've got, like I don't want to bang on about them, but um, Samurai Siege and Rival Kingdoms, we still have kind of live support for those games and they're still going strong. And I think Samurai Siege is kind of three, three plus years old um, and it's still doing pretty well. Um, so we design our games so that we're going to be able to have like uh, regular events, regular uh, troops added, so more bots in this case. Um, so we we don't have the idea of, hey, this is going to be like a two-year thing and then it's gone. Um, as for the coming months, uh, expect to see a lot more bots. Um, I can't really say too much on it, but there's some big Transformers event coming up this month, isn't it? September. So we're going to have some cool stuff around that. Um, and then again, there's a lot of cool features that will be coming that, again, I can't talk about, but it's stuff that we know the fans are going to be super hyped for. And that's, uh, that's one thing that I really like about the game. It's got that G1 feel, yet you're, you seem to be using right now, at least currently, Generations line characters and designs. So that, that's really neat. Um, whose idea was that to kind of go with the Generations line as opposed to maybe something that's slavish to G1? Um, again, I think that's, that, that, that really comes from Chris White, our, uh, our product owner, who's, uh, who's uh, again, a massive fan. from like He's got a massive collection of bots and... He reads loads of the comics, and he's he's grown up going to kind of BotCon and things like that. Um, and again, it ties in with part of what we're doing with the game. It feels weird if all of a sudden we take uh, a massive step away from the source material, and it's super important um, to fans. Like one thing I've noticed when I've been talking to people is that um, kind of the way that we design bots and the way we put them out is how they're designed to kind of look like their G1 compatriots is, is part of the major selling point of it because it does feel authentic and it, and it does feel genuine. Um, for example, we did put out a sideswipe recently and we got, a, we got a bit of flack because what actually happened is it went through and we put through the, the wrong head on it. We put through Sunstreaker's head. Uh, now, usually our team is completely on it and we, it's not really much of an excuse, but it managed to kind of slip through. Um, it's going to get re-amended and we're looking at it so that it's going to get fixed. But something like that, the, the amount of uh, feedback that we got from people saying, hey, this isn't right, why does this look like this, it needs to be changed, was it really surprised me and amazed me. 
Uh, but it just shows how important it is to kind of nail down that authentic feel. I mean, that's one thing with the Hasbro Transformers property. It's been, like you said, it's been around for so long. Now you have people who loved it when they were kids who are old enough to actually, you know, have the opportunity to do this as as their work. And that's that's really cool. And I think that's where you get really passionate fans because this has been around for such a long time and they're still involved with it ever since they've been a kid that it's just it, it it's a property on like you know there's only a handful of properties that are like that that are still strong today from back in the 80s karen uh is there anything else kind of about uh, fan reaction and just working with the with the fandom that surprised you you kind of indicated that the um I guess the speed of feedback can, and the uh, specificity of feedback could be a little bit surprising with the uh, trans fandom. But was there anything else specifically about uh, about how the fans react and communicate with you guys that uh, took you by surprise? Yeah, um, I was really, really surprised by how everyone's really got these strong favorites. So I, I came in and I, I watched the G1 series when I was a kid. So I used to grow up and I used to watch it with my brother. Um, and so I'm only like 27. So it was kind of like a little bit before my time. So it was like watching reruns and things like that. And I guess I didn't know a kind of the, the wealth of characters. I kind of came in um, not as well educated as others. And it always amazes me the amount of different characters that I have no idea that existed where someone will pull you up and go, hey, when's this guy going in the game? And they'll send you like this awesome comic panel and you'll look at it and you'll go like, who's that guy? And you'll, I'll end up Googling them and looking up like who they are, bits about their storyline. And, you know, you go and talk to the team, you go like, who's this guy? It'd be cool. We could put him in. We could have like these, uh, you know, these kind of abilities for them and all this kind of stuff. And it's like awesome. Like, um, so um, when we we're at TF Nations, uh, we we unveiled and we kind of didn't make a big deal out of it. I mean, maybe we should have made more of a big deal, but uh, Octopunch. So Octopunch has come into the game now. Like I love this guy's design. Uh, he just he looks awesome. He's like an he's an octopus diver transformer. Like he looks amazing. But like I I never had an idea of these guys, right? Because I've just watched the G one comics, which are kind of a bit of a distant memory in my head, um, and kind of the Bayformers movies. And there's all these really unique, crazy guys that um we're kind of we're working on and it's it's awesome whenever you get surprised by this character that you didn't even know existed yeah there's a lot of those characters for sure like that probably won't be the last i bet that uh, that takes you guys <laughs> by surprise um there's no level of obscurity <clears throat> that uh is out of reach for transformers that's for sure um <laughs> Is there any other uh any other stories or examples of interacting with the fandom like that in person i mean that's a uh I assume that's a really great opportunity to be able to go to at least one convention in that case or one gathering in that case to to kind of communicate uh, physically and face-to-face with the with the community. I mean, I, I assume that overall that was a, a positive environment just to kind of just be in it. Oh, yeah. Like, I was kind of worried before we went that, uh, like, what, what would happen if we turn up and uh, people aren't su- sure of who we are and we get, like, a kind of mixed feedback or people were just coming to us with all the negatives about the game but the amount of people that just came up to us and were like uh just really happy saying like we we've got a like decent transformers mobile game this is kind of what we wanted there and the amount of different people that had different things they like so some people were like oh i love the strategy element of it 
other people were going on about how they uh, love the fact they can kind of collect all their favorite bots. Um, and a lot of people, and I guess this kind of surprised me a little bit, I do like it, but I, I guess I don't spend the most time in it. I'm more gameplay focused, is just the bot showroom. So where you just go in there and you just tap the guys and kind of watch them transform and like spin them around. And like people were just loving the fact that they could kind of view and just watch these transformers in um, kind of this uh in the showroom uh and you can just watch them do their thing but um yeah it w- it was really good and to be honest uh I'd, I'd go again in a heartbeat i loved it i loved meeting everyone and like even the negative feedback it was all everyone was really nice there it wasn't uh people kind of coming over and flaming it was people going hey why does this happen why does this happen and they're happy to sit and have like a little conversation with you about what they like and what they don't like for sure that's awesome and i think I'm biased, but I will say I, I feel like the Transformers community is one of certainly one of the most civil uh, when we get together in large groups. So that's that's definitely good to hear. Uh, for somebody who is completely new to the game, or ha- for some reason they're listening to a Transformers podcast and they haven't heard of Transformers Earth Wars, um, I, what would you say is is the main reason or some of the big reasons why they should pick up this game, which is available for free? On iOS or Android, I mean, what are some of the, what are some of the draws for a trans fan if they haven't if they haven't dipped their toe yet in Transformers Earth Wars? What are some good reasons to? Uh, so, I mean, we've got over I think it's uh, over fifty unique bots in the game now that you can uh, you can kind of play with and you can uh, take to war. Like I'm saying, you can view them in the showroom if that's your thing. There's campaigns, and I know people have been asking for campaigns. There are more coming down the line. Um, so there's campaigns of story, and the story's done by Simon Furman, who's uh, done a whole ton of work. He's, uh, I've met up with him a couple of times. He's come into the office, and uh, any, uh, pretty much all the writing, I think, other than maybe a few of the bios, are all done by Simon Furman. Um, so it's, it's like a legitimate Transformers story that you're getting here. Um, and as well, like, I think the social aspect of uh, getting into an alliance with some friends and uh, going to wars with others... Uh, is pretty awesome. And then the events as well. Like events are kind of where I'm at, the thing that I really like the most. So I play with a bunch of friends from uh, work and some other guys as well. And like there's such a nice feeling of progression going through these events and getting something different every single week. So you're not just stuck with the same uh, kind of gameplay. Um, you, Well, it's very similar gameplay, but with events there's kind of different structures, different wards, different ways to play. Um, but I think overall it's just about the amount of characters that you've got to play around with in the game and kind of the authentic feel to it. And uh, before we go, Kieran, where on social media, I'm sounding like an old man now, where on social media, <laughs> if people want to get updates and just follow along with developments and events and new character releases and such for Transformers Earth Wars, uh, where, where do they go on Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc.? So we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. If you just search in the search bar Transformers Earth Wars, you'll see us. And there'll be like a little blue tick by our name on Facebook and Twitter, which means that that's the verified official account. Uh, and then on Instagram, if you search if you search Transformers Earth Wars, we should be the first one to pop up there as well. Excellent. And like I said, you can download Transformers Earth Wars now on iOS, Android. Uh, you guys know where to find your apps on your phone and tablets and such. So, uh, Kieran, thank you very much for joining us on the uh, minicast. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. 
And that's it for the RFC minicast this week. I hope everybody enjoyed our little interview with Kieran about uh, Transformers Earth Wars and Diecast and I trying to hold it down for another week on the RFC minicast. Before I go, I want to remind everybody that, as always, you can sponsor the show really without even trying. All you got to do is go to tfradio.net slash Amazon or tfradio.net and click the Amazon link. Do your Amazon shopping, and when you check out some nickels and dimes, go to Brian Kilby. And he uses that uh, small change to keep the lights on and keep the podcast going. So go to tfradio.net slash Amazon or click our Amazon link on the homepage, and we appreciate it. So for Diecast and Kieran, I, John DeLuna, will see you guys or talk to you guys on the next RFC minicast. Music provided by bensound.com.